Tzoraim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We're now on page Tough Yud Zion. It's entitled, the chapter is entitled, very short chapter, Birchas Haminim, which is the blessing against the heretics. That is the 12th bracha. Now, that is after we finish with our private requests, then we get into the public requests, such as the kibbutz golios, the ingathering of the exiles, the restoration of justice. And then after that, we have the bracha of the reward for the righteous, and then building the base Hamikdash. We have smack in the middle of that is vilamal shinim al tehisikva. And for the slanderers, there shall be no hope. And may all wickedness perish in an instant. May all your enemies be cut down speedily, etc., etc. Blessed are Baruch Hashem, Shover Ayavim, who breaks enemies, who machnia zedin, and humbles purposeful sinners. Okay, now let's discuss this. This was not part of the original 18 brachas of the Amida. The Anshei Knesses HaGedola before the second base of Middash put the 18 brachas that were essential. This one was instituted um, in Yavne during the tenure of Rab Gamliel II, who was the Nasi Nisrael, was sometime after the destruction of second base of Middash. And the blessing was composed in response to the threats of heretical Jewish sects like the Sadducees, the Baitusim, the Essenes, the early Christians. And they tried to lead Jews astray uh, through per, uh, persuasion. They used their political power. They'd slander Jews, get us in trouble, and therefore... Rabbi Gamliel asked Shmuel HaKotan to compose such a prayer. So total 19 now, right? Now it's 19 in total. The Rambam writes in the Laws of Prayer, second chapter, the first halacha, in the days of Rabbi Gamliel, many heretics increased and they were causing suffering to the Jews and they were inciting them to go away from Hashem. And since we saw that this is, this is what he says, Gidola Mikol This is the greatest need that a person has. The greatest need. So he and his Bezin established a bracha to make a request before Hashem to destroy these evil people. And therefore it's part of its prayer and everybody should know this. So what appeared as just an add-on bracha, we had the 18, we were good and well with it for hundreds and hundreds of years without it. All of a sudden, it becomes very important. Now, um, we don't get too much into the Kabbalah over here, but if you look in a Sephardi sitter, you know, what's special about certain Sephardi sitters, it tells you what, even though when we 
We say Baruch to Hashem at the end of every bracha. We we say Ah Do with Noim. But the letters, the Nikud, the dots under the letters Yud Hey and Vav Hey, they change from bracha to bracha. It doesn't make a difference how we say it. But when we look at it and we say Ah Do with Noi, we look at the Nikudos, the special dots that are there. Now, we're not going to get into a full explanation of that. But let's say when we start the first one, Baruch Hashem Mogein Avraham, under Yudhe it's a bunch of Az, Patachs. Patachs. The next one, Mechaye Hameisin, it's Tzeres, A-A-A. And then we have combinations, A-O-A. And again, A-A-A, A-A-A. And then shva shva shva, okay, and we got different ones. When we come to the one, and some of them repeat. None of them have a komatz that goes oh, except and th- and that's how it was originally done. When we added velamal shinim, this one, the yudei vavhei is oh 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 oh. The Komats. So obviously there's something very mystical about this. We'll only say it briefly. So for Shlomo, since you use a Sephardi sitter, and you'll see this, you'll appreciate this more. Us Ashkenazim who don't go with that, we're lost to all of this. Anyway. Uh, now, the earlier people tell us that every one of those nikuds, those dots, it represents a type of spiritual energy, a sphero. And the komats represents the sphero of the keser, the highest sphero, the crown. Okay, we're just going to explain it in terms of what we can relate to, not to get overly mystical over here, right? But we talk about the spheros, the conduct of Hashem, how Hashem reveals himself to the Jewish people. We know it's chesed, gvurti, feris, etc., etc. And we could talk about the concept of Hashem's chesed. We have a little idea what chesed is because we're capable of doing chesed. But we do chesed based on our limitations of what we can understand chesed to be. And therefore Hashem's chesed we cannot even compare our chesed to Hashem. It's beyond what we can grasp. Hashem has chesed. It's beyond us. But he sheds a little bit, so we could try to emulate him a little bit, but it isn't even close to what Hashem's chesed is. As the prophet says, Hashem is way beyond what we can understand. Okay. So the same thing we talk about keser. Okay, now keser... That's even beyond, beyond, beyond. Okay. But we can't even, we want to talk about a level that it's even totally beyond we can understand. We use the term keser. That's the highest of all. Just like a keser is on top of the, a crown's on top of the head of a king. It's not part of the king, so to speak, but it's resting on the king, as it were. So that attribute is so high and so hidden from us, we have no way of understanding it all. It's beyond what our minds can understand. 
and how that's even part of God's conduct. It's his ultimate will. We just know that it's true and that God's conduct is beyond what we can understand. That's all we know. He's the king. He has the crown. His, his will, why he wanted a world, we have no idea why he wanted a world and why he does things. We don't understand that at all. And, and as just like the crown is not part of the human body, okay, but it's still not totally separated from the king because the king wears a crown and we could tell that he is the king and he's different than everybody, but it isn't the king. It's beyond the king. So therefore, for example, that meter of Kesser that elevates Hashem beyond anything possible, as the Sefer HaIkrim says, if I really knew Hashem, if I would be Hashem. Or as the Kuzri said, if we could really understand the essence of Hashem, there will be a deficiency in Hashem. Okay? If you can understand what Hashem is and you're finite, that means Hashem is fine. So where does this really express itself in the greatest way? It's the Kesser, the crown, the the, the royalty of Hashem, the way he runs the worlds beyond any of our understanding. And certainly everything that filters down from that, Chesed doesn't fit according to what I understand. Chesed's not divine Chesed, where Hashem does. We can do it on a human level, but it's not even comparable. And therefore, the whole idea is that Hashem rules over us in a way that's beyond any understanding. So therefore, it's like a closed topic. We can't even begin to discuss Kesser. Well, what is the Nikud that represents Kesser? Oh, Komatz. Komatz means closed. You, It's a fist. It's closed. Komatz. It's closed. And therefore, that's when we're talking about the Kesser. So therefore, this bracha... Someone has to deal with the keser. It's the crown. So what's going on over here? Uh, okay. So somehow, this bracha is touching on God's crown. That is beyond what we can understand. So what does that mean? Well, initially, when the world was created, there was no blemish on God's crown, which means all the nations of the world, they knew that Hashem created the world. Everybody knew this. He's beyond our understanding at all. Everybody understood this in the beginning of the world. The only mistake which caused people to wish to uh, connect with forces of idolatry, they figured that Hashem is so distant, He's so supreme, it's not it's beneath his dignity to deal with us. So he has administrators, like it's the sun and the moon. When they saw the sun and the moon, they didn't believe it was a separate entity. They knew it was had all its power from God. The sun was reflecting God's divinity in the world. They could see God's power in it. Okay? So they all, they all knew that their mistake was that that's where Hashem wants us to serve him, to serve his servants. And as time passed, then they forgot that those servants are on loan from God. 
But still, after all is said, they still believe there was a God. Early idol worshippers knew there is a God in this world. No question about it. He is the king. But it's way too far for us to deal with it. Hashem, we're going to deal with other powers. That's it. And therefore, all our prayers were, we want to have more <laughs> Shefa of Chesed, that it should be recognizable. We say, Baruch to Hashem, that what? That the Chesed's from Hashem, the Gvur is from Hashem, the Rafu is from Hashem, everything's from Hashem. But the but never was God's crown touched. Was it ever hurt? Because everybody, even the Goyim, everyone knew there's God in this world. There's no question about it. Okay. So now when it came into Rav Gamaliel's time, where there were heretics, what does it mean heretics? They, did, they said there is no God. God does not exist. Now they've blemished the source of the soul of the world. And therefore, there's nothing about it. There is no God. Therefore, we have to make a prayer to nullify them. You know why? Because when they say there's no God, the crown is gone. Listen, you can say there's a God. It's too hard to serve him. Okay? I don't want to serve him. Fine. But to say there is no God, that means there is no kest, there is no world at all. That's the whole goal. And therefore, we needed a prayer, Dafka, to restore the Keser. And how do we restore the Kesser? By destroying these people. To get that notion out of humanity. And more than that, they're trying to get all of us people, all us Jews to believe in that. And therefore we have to have a mind. Destroy those that are destroying the Kesser. And as we know, Malchus is not a meter of itself. It's just taking what the kingship can do and bring it into potential to reality. It reveals that there's a king in this world. But the king itself doesn't display any attributes. It's just an expression of what the king is there. There's laws. You got a parking ticket. Why? You know why? Because the king who runs the show. You don't see the king giving you the parking ticket, but you know it's the king who's running the show. So therefore, when the ultimate ticket is, it's expressed with the keser. And that's what we have on, uh, you know, and that's what's lacking in such a uh, big way. And therefore, we've added this prayer. And that's what it says, for example, I can't remember where I saw it over here. There's in the uh, Rosh Hashanah prayers, we say, Shiyesu kol avodecha, that everybody, we're going to say when Mashiach's times come, here it is. On Rosh Hashanah we say, V'yesoyu kol avodecha. It means all the nations of the world, the wicked people will recognize the power of Hashem and they'll stop their foolishness. And in Rosh Hashanah we say, They'll give you the crown of kingship. That's the goal, that the crown should be recognized. So when we say this prayer, what should we have in mind? We have to have in mind all the people in the world who do not believe in a God, who are trying to take us away from a God. Okay? And Jews are slipping away because of that. The wokeism that certainly is rooted in a godless world. And we have to pray that they get destroyed 
Not because they're the other side and will be the winning team, but as long as they are expressing, when they say a boy is a girl and a girl is a boy, and there's no such thing as morality from God, and they're saying there is no God, then God's Kesser has been dethroned. He has no crown. And we are so saddened by that, we wish that that crown shall come back. So that is the point of that prayer. Okay. It's a short chapter. We can continue. Now, Pink is, is going to discuss what we do during the repetition. And there's one main thing in the repetition. There's a few, but the main one is Kedusha. So that's going to be today. We'll start the topic, and tomorrow hopefully we'll finish Kedusha. And then there'll only be a couple more things. Sometime next week we'll finish. And then Mirsham, we're going to go back to we're gonna, a little visit of Megillus Esther before Purim, get a few classes in. Okay, the Kedusha prayer, we're aware of it. Kadosh, 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 in the repetition. And when you say the Kedusha, it's a very lofty time. Many Rishonim say that when we say Kadosh, Kadosh, we fulfill a biblical mitzvah besides prayer, the biblical mitzvah of the Niktashti Besok B'nei Israel that I will be sanctified amongst the Jewish people, the midst of Kiddush Hashem. When you, some say, the Berhetev on the Shulchan Aruch quotes the Arizal, who is very mocked and very careful about it. We know <coughs> that Kiddusha is part of the building of a, a tzaddik. Tzaddik has many meanings. What we talk about Gamachias, tzaddik is tzaddi, dalid, Yud Kuf. Tzadi is the numerical value of 90. Why? Because in the day, if you look carefully, you go to Davening, you have 90 opportunities to say Amen. 90 Amens. Dalid, Gematria 4, there's four Kedushas in the day. Three at Chakras, one at Mincha. Yud for Tzadik, is 10. There's 10 primary kadeshim. There's more, but 10 primary kadeshim. Kuf is 100, 100 brachas. If you say 90 amains, 4 kedushas, 10 kadeshes, and 100 amains, you're on the pathway to being a tzaddik. It's not guaranteed, but if you do it with kavana, you'll be a tzaddik. The base Yosef brings down the medrash chakuma that learns it says the malachim fly with two of their wings. And therefore, what do you do by Kedusha? To emulate a malach, we put our two feet together so we look like a malach and we hop up as if we're malachim. The tour brings over there a beautiful description from an earlier source that he says that when the Jewish people are saying Kedusha, what's Hashem's response? He speaks to the Malachim. He says, wow, wow, we are so blessed. Please, please go tell the Jews how much nachas I have. When they say kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. Teach them their eyes should be lifted up heavenly words and lift themselves up because I have no pleasure from this world as much as when their eyes are lifted up to the heavens and my eyes, so to speak, are looking at them and their eyes are looking at me. This is, so to speak, the moment of pleasure that Hashem gets from his world. 
as it were. You should look up as if you're looking up at Hashem. So therefore, it's a very important tefillah, Kedusha. So before we can really get into the tefillah of Kedusha, we have to understand what's the Yesod of Kiddush Hashem, sanctifying God's name. Now there's many ways to sanctify God's name. And really almost any action that you do can elevate God's holiness in the world. It's all part of this mitzvah. So you can do a Kiddush Hashem, being nice to a Goy is a Kiddush Hashem. The highest form of Kiddush Hashem, obviously, is dying for Kiddush Hashem. Not that we're suggesting we have to do that. We shouldn't kill ourselves for that. But if it would come to it, we would have to. And why? Well, if you think of what a person values in life. Okay, let's start talking about the things you have in your life. What's important to you? Well, there's a lot of things that are important to you. But what's the most important thing to you in your life? It is yourself. As Chazal used a halachic expression, Adam karavates latzmo. person can't testify in court as a witness for himself because you're biased. Uh, Eov says a person will give all the money in the world to save his life. Okay. What is a person, a regular person, not a tzaddik, a regular person, what's he always focused about? That everything is for him. Everything that's going on is for me. He says, I don't know why there has to be a guard at the bank. I never steal. <laughs> right? Um, I don't know why we need the whole big ocean. I only need a little beach. And if I die, the world is, is not necessary. <laughs> the whole world is just for my pleasures. If I'm here, then everything's great. If I'm not here, who cares? Okay. And therefore, what is the most valuable thing a person has? Is his life. So when a person dies to sanctify God's name, we understand that God is beyond anything, is the highest pleasure possible. It's even higher than me. Kadosh comes to expression separated. So I'm prepared to give up my most precious self for something that's even much, much greater than me beyond what I can understand. Now, listen to this. You know this famous halacha that if you two people in the desert, one owns a flask of water, the other doesn't, he takes it for himself. I want to ask a question. If me or you are one of these people, I got the flask of water. The other person is the Godel Hador. Is the biggest rabbi of the generation. What's the aloha? No. Your life comes first. And that's the aloha. You're not allowed to give it to him. But by Hashem, there's no such rule of Chayecha Kodman. Your life does not come first when it comes to Hashem. Because beyond what we can understand. So therefore, even though that's the greatest level, but when we're saying Kedusha now, we're not giving up our lives. But we have to understand how much Hashem is beyond our understanding. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Three times as a Chazaka, 
He's so holy in every possible way. We coronate Hashem over the whole world. We connect him to all realities. And I am included in what he is beyond. And I can't live for a moment. Now, we can't live with this feeling every moment. But a couple times a day we can express it. As if we've given up our lives. Hashem is beyond us. It's so beyond us. And now you can understand why did we insert the Kedusha after Mechayeh Mesim? Why did we put it there? Why didn't we put it anywhere else? It's the Bracha Tokadosh, but why is it there? Now, we know there's, there's three times we say in Shachar's Kadosh by the Bracha of Yotzer or before the Shema in the repetition and then after Ashrei in Uvolotzion. Okay, but why in, is it after the second bracha of the Amida? So the answer is because it gives us a better understanding of what we're saying. First bracha talks about Hashem's chesed. Second bracha talks about Hashem's gvura. Okay. So mech noflim holy matir asuri. However, once we start describing it according to what we could say, but we begin to understand a little bit deeper that we really have nothing and it's all a chesed beyond what we can understand. We have no idea really what chesed means. Let's not make a mistake and say, oh yeah, God's kind, I'm kind too. He's just a little kinder than me. We got to realize, no, 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 no. We have to say, we don't understand anything. When I say God is full of chesed, I don't know what I'm talking about. There's a chesed that is so beyond my chesed, we can't even begin to say they're similar. It's way beyond. His gvura is way beyond. And therefore, before we get on with anything else, we say kadosh. Kadosh means it's beyond. All those attributes that we said before, he's a Baal Chesed, he's a Gibor, it's only said that we can have something to hear, that we have something to connect with, but we don't think that that's exactly the way it is. The truth is he's beyond all that. That's what we're saying. Don't say, oh, he's kind, like I'm kind. He's a little kinder than me. No, 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 no. He's the source of all kinds. It's beyond what we can understand. Kadosh, 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 it's beyond. Question? Okay, that's another story. We'll get to it. Because here we're still we're still part of the here it's part of the Amida. The repetition is part of the Amida. People make a big mistake. They think, okay, when I'm doing the quiet shunestray, I'm Amish in the king's quarters. When you're doing the repetition, you're still there. And I gonna go higher. Because now you're not even going to open your mouth. Chasen's saying it for you. Okay, so now let's try to understand a little bit more about this. they got a little gematria business over here. I don't know how far we're going to get over here. The Kedusha has three main parts. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Baruch Hashem, Tzvos. And Imloch Hashem, Leolam. What's the first letter of those words? Kadosh starts with a kuf. The gematria is 100. Second line, Baruch Kavod, that's a base. It's two. Yimloch is a yud, is ten, 112. 
Yabok. The River Yabok. You in baseball have to remember. Now, 120. You got to know certain numbers are big numbers. How many numbers are big numbers? 26 is what? What's 26? Come on. You got to know that like this. You can't pause on that, man. Okay, certain numbers, that's the biggest numbers possible. Okay, now. What about Elohim? Aleph, Lamed, Hey, Yud, Mem is 86. That's another big one. Okay. So now, when we say Hashem Elohim, Yud, Ei, 26. Elohim, 86. That's 112. So the Kedusha, the Rashi Tevos, the first letters, is 112. It's Hashem Elohim. Or we could say the Yud Beis Mem is Yichud Bracha Kedusha, unity, blessing, and holiness. Yaakov Avinu said of Hashem when he made this vow after doing the letter, he said, of Hashem, if you protect me all this, the year Hashem Yudevavet Hashem will be my Elohim. What does that mean? What does it mean? Hashem. When we say Hashem, who Elohim? We were told when we were at Sinai, the Torah says, you were shown, Atareis Ladas, Ki Hashem Hu Elohim. What does that mean? Hashem Yudei Vavei is the source of all realities beyond what we can understand. Elohim is nature, the way we see nature. But you put the two together, what are we saying? What looks to be like nature is really Yudei Vavei, and I have no idea what's going on over there. And when you put Yudei Vavei together with Elohim, it's called God's full name. Yudei Vavei, Hashem creates everything from nothing. Elohim means there's all kinds of forces that do all kinds of things. So what's going to be the idea that's the exact opposite of idolatry is Hashem Elohim. Now, what do we say in the Torah? What's idol worship? We don't go after Elohim Acherim. We don't go after other Elohims. Elohim is this reality. But don't think there's other sources for this reality. It's only Hashem who ha Elohim. 112. Kadosh, 100. Kuf, 100. Base, 10. Yud, uh, base 2. Yud, 10. 112. Hashem Elohim. Big number, 112. And that's what the Kedusha is seeing kadosh, 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 the three main dimensions of reality, three dimensions, height, width, length, is all beyond what we can understand. And that's the beginning of this bracha. Okay, Mirzachem, tomorrow we will be able to finish this bracha.